This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Kesha and the Creepies is a production of iHeartRadio. If the ship, if the mothership comes, I'm ready for them. Like, please come get me. If they get you first, would you p- come and get me too? Just tell them, yeah, say me, got me one more stop. Yeah, I'll do the same for you. We have a handshake deal on that. Okay, deal done. <laughs> to my podcast. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you for having me. That's first of all, that's a, that's a great little introduction there, Sammy motherfucking Hagar. <laughs> Damn, I'll drink that except here it's too early. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I kind of wanted to jump off with just, I've heard the story about you having an abduction, correct? That's what you call it. Well, you know, I wasn't abducted to where I went for a ride, you know, like like Bill and Barney Hill or whatever that, that lady uh, in the in the 50s that actually went out and, and told us how the universe looks from out there and all this stuff. Yeah, I already got goosebumps. Look, I'm already fucked, I'm so but I didn't get abducted. But I was um, it, it was 68. I was laying in bed and I was, you know, sleeping. And all of a sudden I felt like something was going on. I come was going to wake up. And then I I had this. Uh, I could see these guys sitting it's 13 miles away. I know exactly where they were sitting, you know, and all this stuff relative to my hometown. And uh, I, I just went, what's going on? And they started saying, you know, it was all telepathy. No one was saying anything. So I didn't go for the ride, but I was plugged into something and it was wireless and, you know, way before wireless and remote control and all the things. And they said, Hey, he's waking up and uh, we got to, 
you know, get out of here, not get out of here, but you know, like he's, he's, he's wise to this, but it wasn't like that. It's just so unusual. I can hardly explain it today and I could never explain it uh, properly, but I was being either programmed or they were uploading what I knew, not because I was some special guy. I was just some dumb kid, but just, you know, like an experiment, like, you know, I was just some a creature that they're saying, oh, check this guy out. And, but I caught it and it was badass. Freaky. But, like, did it scare the shit out of you? Yeah, because at the time, I never thought anything about the universe. I never thought about, you know, my only religious experience was going to Catholic church, you know, God, whatever that is, you know, the devil, whatever that is. So uh, I had no psychic phenomenon, just nothing. It was just like, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden I was awake. I was saying, oh, no, something's going on here. There's people out there. I was looking at the sky. I became an astronomer not astrologer. I became an astronomer, got a telescope. I just started reading up on all that. So I mean, I became a nut <laughs> from that day on. Well, I've been a nut, I think since day one, because I've just, my mom was like, she majored in astrology and I think it was like weed growing or something. She went to a college that wasn't a real college. And so pretty much since I can remember, it's just been she writes music and tells me about like whose sign will go good with my sign. And oh, there are just Mercury is in retrograde for their signs and blah, blah, blah. So it's been like a very natural part of my life. It's always been there. And she likes to call herself a psychic. She's pretty psychic sometimes, but then sometimes she's super not. But I've always been fascinated with the unexplainable or things that are hard to put into words because that's the most exciting part of life is when you experience something like this where you're like, I can barely explain it. Yeah, I I still can't explain it. I mean, I'm a firm believer. I mean, this should happen. It was not like some dream. No, 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 no. I woke up from the dream. My whole room was pure white and I couldn't move. And then, you know, I mean, like in, infinity, you know, white. And then I'll bam, it was pitch black because it was in the middle of the night. And I laid there shaking and I, I couldn't even hardly get my body back together for about a minute or two to actually get up out of bed. I was still kind of in a uh, like I was locked down. It, it, it was it, it was it was really badass looking back now. But at the time because I wasn't interested and could care less about any of that stuff. I'd uh, never seen a ghost or anything. Uh, it was, it was shocking and scary, but now it wouldn't be. I mean, I, I would be like chasing them. I'd get in my car and go after them. Man. <laughs> were just, Me too. I'm going to Roswell <laughs> next week just because, and then I'm going oh, to Martha yeah. to look at the lights. Like that's what I do for fun in my spare time. I go chasing the aliens. Oh, I thought you played music for fun. <laughs> well, that too, but you know, but like I'll be on the tour bus and make us all stop at some like haunted whorehouse and sleep there instead of like the, the fancy W down the street. And I'm like, no, no, we have to stay at the haunted hotel. Like, the well, what thing. sign are you, Kesha? What sign? We got to get this out of the way. Yeah, let's, let's get out of the way. I'm a Pisces. What are you? Oh, well, of course, then. You are psychic and all that stuff. I have a Pisces rising. I'm a Libra with a Pisces rising, but. Oh, yeah. Libra like my brother. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Pisces and Scorpios, Libras. Yeah, I have like a pretty good relationship with everybody except for male Scorpios. I find. <laughs> well, I love them. But they're, uh, they're yeah, saucy. Scorpios. I was married to a Scorpio for 26 years. Uh, Scorpio. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're freaky people, but they they uh they're pretty sensitive, man. They get this stuff. They're sensitive, know. but then they sting you. Yeah, well, got to be careful. Scorpions. <laughs> Especially at Pisces, because Pisces aren't careful. 
<laughs> oh my god not careful about anything but like the most emotional creature on the earth i know yeah no i love it i've got more pisces friends probably than anything but anyway so what i mean I, what do you think i'm not i'm asking you I'm, it, it's my yeah, interview please go yeah. on yeah, well, no. go. so but where do you think these creatures are coming from see i I believe there's more than one. There's there's robots. There's all kinds of different things going on in dimensions. Well, there are robots for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I even have a friend, this comedian, Whitney Cummings. She has a robot that is made in her likeness that she takes around with her just to make people uncomfortable. So, like, they're definitely robots. They're getting slightly better, I think, as, like, time goes. Aliens, I'm still a little confused about it. But to me, I think aliens might just be us in the future. So... Your story is that you could have been downloading your new body because you're a clone. Oh, just wow. throwing that one out there. <laughs> well, I became a different guy. I can tell you that much right now. At that time, I was looking for a good paper out or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I was playing music, but I hadn't really written songs. You know, I was just playing music, learning how to play guitar, playing with my buddies and uh, you know, 20 years old, trying to get a club job or something where I could sing songs. Yeah. But it, w once that happened, I just, man, I, I, I was just on a quest to learn what God was and, and where these guys came from and, uh, what else was going on out there. And, and I started writing songs, you know, my first songs were like, uh, a song called silver lights, which is about the second coming of Jesus, but coming in, um, uh, in spaceships, <laughs> you know what I mean? I used to really be believe that. I'm, I don't know if I don't believe it now, but if there, if something like that happened. But anyway, then I, I just started getting into dimensions, started reading Ospinsky, things like that, which things I would have never even thought of at any time in my life. I mean, so this, this is so out of your life. It changed my moment. life completely. From that day on, I just went, boop. I was just a complete new guy. And I was on a quest and I still am. But yeah, it's, you know, at my age, I kind of feel like, Damn, you know, it's been a long time. I'd like to have another experience if I could, you know, <laughs> something to re-enlighten well, me. You know what? I've had like, because of this podcast is like kind of a segue for me to talk to people I love, people I admire, and people that fascinate me about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. That's what this is, right? And especially anything magical, unexplainable, weird creepy just kind of whatever it's a segue to for me and you to, to bullshit about some weird shit so that can go from like what's the weirdest tour experience you've ever had to what's the most unexplainable thing to this experience you had with aliens i have like a couple of like kind of tactile questions how did you know it was did you see physically see a person and or being or you just felt it no i saw it i saw it in my head i could see where they were we were totally plugged in it was like what we're doing right now i can see you you can see me and it was uh they were just in this little craft it was like a you know a flying damn saucer you know the oval shape and all that and uh they were just sitting on this mountain right where i used to go camping and with my friends and you know we'd hang out up there in this mountain go up there and you know, drink and stuff, you know, and, uh, and party. And they, they were up there about 13 miles away, like I said, and they, I could see were them. 13 they 13 miles away from you where you were, and you yeah. could see them that far, or they had taken you over to this no, mountain? No, it's where I was. I was in bed in, in this house, and they were up there on that mountain. But remotely, it was like we were connected. They had a wire. It was not a hard wire, but it, they had a circuit yeah. that was in me. And when they 
they they hollered out a numerical code when they said, oh, he's waking up. We got to end this. And it was like a numerical code that I never heard before. It, none of our numbers, but it was like, you know, uh, a, a number. It's like nine, seven, six, four, three, seven, the WC, and it went whap. And this thing was just like a line that just was leaving. I could feel it leaving and see it leaving. Wow. And, and uh, then it just went like I said, white, they were gone. I couldn't see them anymore. We were disconnected. But while we were connected, see, I could see them and they could see me. I guess they could see me, but I could see them, but not clear. They were just kind of backlit. You remember that science program where those two cartoon guys would analyze movies, you know, from the back? It was Mystery <laughs> Science like, Theater, yeah. Yeah, they, it was like two guys sitting there doing that, you know, talking about me and behind a panel. And But they, they weren't shaped like that. They didn't have those silly wires coming off them. They were just kind of blobs. Kind of like, you know, uh, you always see the pictures of the aliens, you know, with the eyes yeah. and stuff. When I couldn't see features like that. It, it was kind of dark. They were it was just like that. I mean, and I'd never even thought of anything like this. You know, this that's why it was so devastatingly cataclysmic to me. I just became, whoa, you know, what? And I mean, it opened my mind up and nobody around me was down with it. Boy, I'd try to talk to anybody about it. No, no, no. <laughs> was that people think you're crazy. Yeah. That's at least in my yeah. experience. Well, they thought I was high, know you know. The... Yes. I had never done drugs. I wasn't high? even. Oh, no, okay. no, I wasn't even smoking weed or drinking at that time. I started doing that later. But <laughs> <laughs> there was a psychic lady that I finally went to see named Miss Kellerman. And Cameron Crowe knows who she is. And he called me when he read my book and said, oh, my God, you saw Miss Kellerman, my mom's friend. She was the best psychic ever. And I said, I know. I went to see her. And, man, she she uh, set me off on a path, man. It was, so I just like became this abduction moment kind of set you on the spiritual path. And then it led you to, um, Miss Kellerman. Yeah. Miss Kellerman. Yeah. Miss Kellerman. Is she still alive? No, this is man. Listen, I'm old first guess. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you look like, like you're like 23. So I don't know. <laughs> I was about 20 of 19 or 20, about 19 or 20. When this happened, it was 68, 67, 68 right in the late 60s, five years before I finally, you know, made it with Montrose to start playing. But I don't know. I, it's hard to explain about what that did. But but the, my big quest is, since I, I've met people like there's a guy named Ralph Blum who wrote this book called Project Blue Book, and I was sitting in a hotel room in 70s. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't read it, but I've heard of it's it. It's really good. That's about when it's Charlie and, and Calvin um, Parker from Pascagoula, Mississippi, the two guys that were fishing on a dock, catfishing, and, and these guys came and got him, and they and they scared him. One guy committed suicide. He 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 was he went crazy. These are good old boys in Miss Pascagoula, Mississippi. Well, this guy Ralph Blum had just interviewed them for Project Blue Book, which he was given the okay from the government. And I'm sitting in a hotel room in Montrose on my first tour in '73, and he walks by my room and my door is open. He goes, "Hey." how you doing? I said, good. You know, can I, what can I do for you? And he's going, you got a minute. You, you believe in UFOs? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he says, want to talk about it? And I said, sure. I invited him in. We spent four hours, you know, out of the blue, just coincidence holiday. And, and he tells me about all this stuff. And he said, these guys weren't lying. He said, these guys, I interviewed them right after it happened. They were shaking. They were scared to death. But I figured out later that they were robots. These were like robots that they can just put out in outer space and they can download information and they, and they, you know, they're rough with you. You know, they stick needles in you and, you know, cra you know, they, they stick tubes down your throat and things. Wait, who's a robot? I missed Yeah. It. The robots are, are aliens. They're in, in spaceships. Do you think, but do you think aliens are 
all robots or you think no. that some aliens are robots? Okay. Some, some of them are robots. I think there's all kinds of stuff going on out there. And these guys just cruise around the universe and, and they can't be hurt. They're robots. They live forever. And they just send information back, I guess, because they examined these guys. They laid them flat out in the middle of a, uh, their ship. They took them on the ship, supposedly. And, and they, they weren't even on a bench or anything. They were just flat out in midair and they probed them all to death and then they sent them back and these guys were crying on tv i saw them on dick Cavett or something and they one guy was breaking down crying trying to talk about it so i mean it was stone ass real and i'm sitting there going yes this is real and people are laughing in the audience and stuff project blue book is an early book on it but there hasn't been much new stuff for me that you know you watch the ufo channel and all this stuff it's yeah. always the same stuff it's always about those aliens in roswell which i believe they're there get out of here of course they're there yeah. Can they people see <laughs> yeah. them? <laughs> i'm going there in a week i'm gonna go say hi to them but you ain't gonna yeah. see them they won't let you <laughs> <laughs> i know well that's the thing is that i've seen lights in the sky because of my song tiktok everyone thinks i'm always drunk and high which i'm not in <laughs> fact always drunk and high but totally sober setting up a tent and look up and there's this formation of these burning fire lights in the sky and I was like huh that's so weird and then didn't really think much about it which is also really weird because usually I'm so obsessed with this kind of shit that like I didn't take any pictures I didn't call my mom who fully thinks she's an alien like it was just so weird how calm it was and very like Oh, okay, there it is. And then came back in a different formation. And it was the strangest thing because I've also had an experience with a ghost. It was that same feeling of, oh, I like read about this and I watch things about it. It's so exciting. But when it's actually happening to me, it's just beyond a natural feeling. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Yeah, ghosts are freaky. They're different than UFOs, aliens coming from other other planets, but from somewhere in the universe or somewhere in our galaxy, um, not our solar system. I don't believe there's life on Mars. I mean, there could be you know, microscopic life and stuff like that, but they're not coming from there. But the ghosts, now them suckers, that is the craziest one because I've had two unbelievable ghost experiences. One's with my father who, when I was 21, shortly out, not that long after that deal, I had just gotten married. I had a brand new baby. I'm living in San Francisco in an apartment, uh, one, one room. My father, who is a bad alcoholic, who had been a street person for the last five or six years, hadn't seen him for a while. He beats on my door. I'm telling my fresh new wife, I said, wow, somebody's beating on her door. I go open up the door in my dream, and it's my dad. He's like same age as me. He's like in his 20s, and he's drunk, and he's screaming, great day for the Irish, and on. Oh, I said, dad, get the hell out of here. Don't ever come here, you know, like that, scaring my little baby, and <clears throat> went back to bed. And my wife says, who is that? And I said, oh, it's my dad, you know, not like weird that he was young. It was in my dream, I guess, because I thought it was all cool. It was really my dad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I go to lay back down in the bed and it's exactly where I am. It's not like I'm in some weird place like dreams are. No, I was right where I was. And the door knocks again. I said, damn it. Like it's him again. I'm going to go, you know, really let him have it this time. I opened the door. It's my next door neighbor who had the phone, who was my manager. I had a little band and I had moved to San Francisco. And he goes, hey, your sister's on the phone. And I went, well, and my sister said dad died you know it's four o'clock in the morning my sister just found out they'd found him in a in a park and uh under under a park bench and and oh it's horrible but that was back to back it wasn't like a day later a week later it was right at the time my sister called me within minutes after that experience happened and she was the first one they let know because she lived in the hometown in his you know our hometown and that was just so real that I can't tell you how that could happen. I've asked psychic here. My goosebumps are up again. I've asked every psychic I've ever met. They said, well, we've heard of that. That happens once in a while. And they, you know, they, as they're crossing over, they'll come and visit someone. And, uh, and it's usually like in a younger state, you know, it's like it. And, so he uh, was I, physically younger looking when yeah. he's banging on the door, but you didn't think anything of it. No, I didn't even know him when he was that young. You know, I, I was I was older when, when he had me. I was the f- youngest of four kids. So he was even younger than when I knew him. But it was just, it wasn't weird to me at all. It was, and all I can ever think about is why didn't I let him in? 
you know, what if I'd have let him in? You know what I mean? I, oh, shoot. I'm sitting here. Like I said, I can't. Can you see these things? Oh I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go see my dermatologist to <laughs> get these suckers removed. Uh, oh my it's so God. Well, I think that when I get goosebumps, I feel like oh, it's the I universe love it. telling me that there's like you're speaking truth. Oh, it's so true. Right now. I'm just, I just they won't go away, by the way. <laughs> Jamie, look, at my, <laughs> my hair is all fur. But what if I'd have let him in, Kesha? Don't I mean, don't you? think that that it would have been like what wow wonder what would have happened well we all wonder like what if to me it sounds like he was giving you his irish goodbye (laughs) it's like last send off came to you because obviously you were important to him and to me it brings obviously when anybody passes away it's horrible and sad and very hard to reconcile with but i do very much believe there is something whether it's a dimension whether it's an afterlife i don't know what it is i'm not sure i don't know but i have had interactions with things that are unnatural and unexplainable that i know i'm not alone i know i have whether you want to call it angels or souls or just people around me that i can't see i I know that's real. I know it in my soul. So maybe it was his way. I'm the kind of person where I got to see it to believe it. I don't know if you're that way, but maybe it was like, he's got to see it to believe it kind of moment in your life. Oh, that was, you got to, you would have to, I mean, you can't even imagine how I felt because I thought it had happened. And then I thought it was a dream. And then it, it then I knew that it had happened. It was just, as confusing as a UFO experience. But and now I love that stuff. And that to me was just like, I felt so sorry that I didn't invite him in. You know, it's like, I'm just like, geez, I wonder if that could have happened and I could have had a communication and sat down and, you know, had coffee. But, uh, but it was just, it's it, it just unexplainable, you know, to me, that kind of stuff. And I don't know, dimensions, it's got to be dimensions and things like that because it wasn't a physical thing, but it was half physical, you know, because yeah. I got up. I, I actually opened the door twice, I think. <laughs> I guess well, I, I believe that you did. I even have started reading about last night because I was reading about your experiences and just talking to a friend of mine that actually Alice Cooper's daughter is like one of my best friends. And I was like, do you know anything about Sammy Hagar? So then we called Uncle Alice and Uncle Alice was just shooting the shit with us about you. And then... Long story short, yesterday was Sammy Hagar Day. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I love the Coopers. Alice attracts that weirdness, and I've never even had a conversation with Alice like about this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, that's what he said. He said that you guys are just like rock dudes that know about rock and roll and you've never spoken about this, but I think you have a shared sense because he was on the podcast and talking about his experiences, and he's had some crazy experiences too. Yeah, no, Alice, he's, he's been through some stuff. <laughs> he's, he's been, he went clear to the dark side himself. You know, he can probably have some stories from there. But, you know, I, I just think that the, the dimensional thing, there's a there's a, a philosopher named uh, P.D. Ospinsky. And Ospinsky wrote about dimensions. And, you know, we are three-dimensional creatures with a fourth-dimensional sense, which the fourth dimension is we can see the future a little bit. Like you can yes. sit here and think, oh, I was on a, uh, in that car yesterday. You can remember where you were or where you need to go later. That's like kind of fourth-dimensional. Psychics kind of hang out in that area a lot more, and that's fourth-dimensional. And Ospensky claimed that fifth-dimensional, you can walk through physical walls. Like that's like <sighs> Jesus and, you know, the masters, Buddha and those guys that witnessed things where these gurus would 
would be able to manifest saying, say, oh, would you like an apple? Boom, here's one, you know, in the middle of nowhere here. Yeah, ring's too right. small. Well, let me make it bigger for you. Touch it and put it on your finger. Uh, that's fifth dimensional stuff. And Ospinsky didn't get much farther than the fifth dimension where he thought he really had it down. Einstein was reading his book, Teresian Organa, when he died, it was open on his desk. If you saw a picture of Einstein's desk, which I saw, not, I wasn't there, I, I saw a picture. Seen, I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> okay, so the point is, as I started getting more into the UFO stuff and, and talking to psychics and people that know it, supposedly the ninth dimension is what God is to us, what we can, com- the, all we can <gasps> comprehend. We cannot go past the ninth dimension. And the ninth and, dimension, nine's your number. Yeah. I read that, that yeah. like nine is your, that's your number. Well, it's a weird tri- trippy number. <laughs> it does things. It is a trippy number. I mean, you turn it upside down, there's the devil a couple <laughs> times over, but like, I, I definitely want to hear about the numerology thing. So tell me about nine. When I discovered Nine, then I started, I named my publishing company Nine Music. I had a band called The Nine, you know, early on when I was first starting. When all this, when, right when I first got, you know, not abducted, but contacted by aliens. If you add nine to any number, nine and three is 12. Two and one is three. When you take it down to the single digit again, nine disappears. If you add it to anything, you can add nine to one million seven hundred twenty-seven seven hundred, and then it come down to one digit. The nine will disappear. You multiply nine, and it will never go away. Three nines are twenty-seven. Seven and two is nine. Six nines are fifty-four. Five and four is nine. It's the freakiest thing. So if you see a bunch of nines and you're trying to get to the last digit, you know, and you just add up thing four and five and nine, throw it out. Don't even bother. Man, oh, it's a three. And people go, well, that guy's a fucking genius, you know, but it just get rid of the nines and anything that adds up to nine. If you're adding and you can throw it out, you can take a block of numbers and come down with the single digit in the bottom, like in 10 seconds. If you're, if you really know how to do this stuff, you multiply nine times anything and it becomes a nine again. When you get down to the last digit, it's freaky as shit. And I'm not that good at it in my head, but I'm telling you that it works. You can do it like, you know, Nine times anything. Five nines, 45. Five and four, nine. Three nines, 27. Oh, Seven okay. and two is so nine. you're saying, yeah, yeah, So once you add it up, okay, okay. Eight okay. nines are 81. Eight and one's nine again. It, it will not go away. It stays forever in, in multiplication. And supposedly the reason that is, it's the cap. It's the end of the of our dimensional thing. And it's these numerology, guys, I mean, these mathematical geniuses in our time have come up with all these little fun little math tricks. And that's how they figure out shit though. You know, like how far things are and how quick you can do things and what the, you know, light speed. But, but the, that's the ninth dimension is supposed to be God. So if we fuck around with that consciousness, supposedly with a computer, you, that God is almost like a computer. This is just theories I've heard. I don't know. I don't know if I believe this or not, but the U, some UFOs. Have, I'm like super <clears throat> curious about because I feel like technology is one of those things that can serve the earth and the planet and all of us in a really positive way as I get to talk to you about really interesting, spiritual, enlightening shit and but then it also can be a really negative hateful place where there's false information spread and people can be total cunts so i think that there's a light and a dark to everything 
So I find myself reluctant to be overly just joyous about technology because I know that there are some really good people. And then there are some people that are not so good. And usually it's from going through traumatic things or whatever. There are different reasons why people make poor choices. But I just get nervous with technology because as we go ahead, it's maybe because it's the fear of the unknown. But technology, I do think, is a portal to something if in the right hands. Yeah. It can be such a connector. I'm with you. The, the whole social aspect that it's ruined, it kind of makes us in uh, unsoulful and unorganic. Something about that technology is taking a lot of that away from us and uh, leaving us just thinking, yeah, everything's quick and, you know, people are just sniping behind computers and stuff. But, but there's some knowledge there that we can get somehow, I think, about what life is really all about and i hope it's good information i hope the answer we get i just hope it isn't no no god just a computer no you guys just some dumbass thought you know for one second on this i mean some people have laid that stuff on me i i I hear so many theories when i try to talk about this with anyone i get confused quick because you know i just have my experiences and the things that i feel and believe and i know there's dimensions and i know there's ghosts and i know there's ufos but i don't know what it all means i don't know I heard that they can't interfere with us. A ghost, you can say, get out of here. It's my life space. I have life force. They want your life force. They want to come in and live again through you. And they can do it if you let them. I've heard you got to be careful with that. And I heard that the UFO guys as well, uh, that they can't interfere. They can't stop you from dropping the bomb. You know what I mean? They can't stop you from having germ warfare. You know, they, they're not, it's illegal in in the universe. They have to let it. It's almost like when you're, uh, you're a photographer or filming nature where you're not allowed to interfere. Yeah. Like even if you're like the shark is getting eaten by, or is it going to eat some sweet, cute looking thing? Like when you're filming nature, you're not supposed to interfere. I sometimes wonder if the aliens are like that with us where it's like, that's what I've heard. They're, they're blowing each other up, but we can't interfere. They're just looking and watching closely because, you know, the balance of the universe, I guess, you know, is just like the ecology. It's, it's you know, if, if something gets out of balance, uh, I guess it messes with the whole big picture on the road to God, you know, whatever that ninth dimension holds. So I'm so curious about the fifth or the sixth, seventh and eighth and ninth dimensions, too. Like I was reading there was a book I was reading called. A Short History of Everything. I believe that's what it's called. Bill Bryson. Anyways, he was saying, and I'm probably misquoting this, so this is not factual information, but there was something like proven 12 dimensions or maybe 15. I forget. And more. Infinite. Right. So how do we even like reconcile that in our brains? We can't. I don't even know. No, we're only capable of comprehending the fourth dimension, which is psychic. Right. You know, we can say, I know I have to be someplace tomorrow and I can see it in my head. I know where I'm going. That's like fourth dimensional shit. It don't exist. I mean, it, who knows if it's even there right now? You know, you're, we're talking about things. and But until you get there, then it is there. But that's fourth dimensional stuff. That's like I say, a psychic, like if he's sitting there watching a train and there's a, a train track and there's a train coming both directions. If you didn't have any communication and they didn't know, yeah. you can rise above and look down and go, oh, they're going to crash. That's a psychic. He's going, they'd say, how did you know? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's that, yeah, yeah. it's that primitive sometimes what they tell psychics tell me. And so it's like, that's, that's the end of our, our deal at the fifth dimensional trying to figure out how to walk through a wall. 
I can't tell you how to do that, but I guess some people have been enlightened on this planet, some spiritual people, like supposedly Jesus, not Buddha, but Buddha witnessed it when you read about Buddha and Yogananda. Yogananda talks about seeing these guys, this guy they kept putting in jail and he'd end up on a roof naked and they'd say, hey man, how'd he get out of jail? <laughs> he was just some guy that just had the gift, you know, like like the Dalai Lama, you know, that that's able to feel and do things. But anyway, that fifth dimensional thing, I don't think we're capable. So you start getting into 12 dimensions. Don't ask me, man, you're going to have to figure that one out for yourself. But I want you to call me now. When you, <laughs> give me I'm a- still kind of getting used to like having a physical form. Like I swear to God that I'm so used to being some sort of floating soul creature that like I'll sometimes look in the mirror and be like, oh yeah, you look like that and you're a girl. So weird because I feel like truly in my soul. I know this sounds fucking nuts, but like (laughs) in my soul of souls, since I was a little kid, I felt like I was like a blue tiger that could fly. That's my soul. <laughs> I don't so. think you're crazy, Kesha. Listen, I don't think you're crazy, but that's funny. <laughs> I, like that's like if I looked in the mirror and saw that, I'd be like, "Oh, there you are, perfect." That makes I, sense. I love looking at myself in the mirror, straight in my eyes, and for as long as I can, and just and and all of a sudden, I start smiling and laughing so hard. <laughs> And, you know, people think I'm crazy. My wife, you know, she's going, I'm saying, no, honey, it's not an ego trip. No, I'm not a narcissist. I'm not, you know, looking at myself saying, oh, how do I look? You know, I'm, I'm just looking at myself and, and, and you can see, man, when you get a glimpse, like, I think it's what you're talking about when you just feel you just, everything goes away and just see your own self in your eyes and you, your eyes are smiling at you and you just, oh God, I just, I could do that for long periods of time. And, and <laughs> I just feel like it's like the form that I've taken. I'm such a goofy motherfucker that I'm like, it's just gotta be funny. You have to find humor in all of this or we're fucked. So like, I just have to, that's why I paint myself with like glitter and wear stupid shits. Cause like, come on. Uh, you're you're doing to pretty do good. You, you're entertaining us. You're entertaining us, Kesha. You keep doing all that stuff. Well, we so love you. Are you. <laughs> but I do think I do think like when you were saying that like ghosts or entities as a performer when you're performing, I've been told that you are projecting your energy so far and I assume you're like me from what I've seen of you on stage and just talking to you now. It's like I try to reach the corners of the room with my energy. Like I know the people in the very back seat. I'm like, I want you to feel this as much as the person in the very front row. So I just like go so hard. Apparently when you project your energy that hard that you're opening up the almost like the the aura is just so big that you're opening it up to so much energy. And then when you go backstage and you take a shower and you kind of like come back down to earth that you then may have all these entities that kind of cling on to your, your energy and your soul. I believe that. I believe it. Yeah. I felt that before. And you can get sick. I had a psychic tell me that I have to be careful because when I go out on stage and I open myself up to the end of the room, like could you say? Yes. That you can actually get sick, not like die sick. But I mean, if somebody's you can get a cold, you come back and you're more susceptible because you've opened yourself up and any entity germs or physical, you know, spiritual can come in and and, you know, have a little have a little bite of you you know totally they feed off of you like like the negative super negative i think that's one of the reasons i'm like i'm into technology existing i just don't know my 
participation with it directly because it can be so hurtful is because it can be very parasitic. Like people can latch onto you and like really just suck the life out of you. But then other people are such life givers and can make you feel so much more alive and so excited to be alive and so much more awake and just give you energy. And you just got to kind of choose. I have to choose carefully who I spend time with. Uh, yeah, it, it can be draining. You're 100 percent right. Some some sometimes if you get filled up from a relationship and sometimes you get drained from it. I mean, I'm I'm a real victim because one thing that I think you and I obviously you talk about that thing we obviously have in common is that I am really willing to open myself up. I'm willing to just lay it all out. I, I, I'm I have no fear of that. And you have to be a little bit, I guess, you know, every now and then a couple of psychics that I've seen, like I said, I, I've got four psychics in my life that have blown my mind. A couple of them just warned me about that, that I'm too open and, and that uh, you got to be careful because you can get a little influence that you don't really need. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. And I'm so gullible that I have to be careful who I take kind of like psychic advice from. So if you have a really good psychic, send them my way, please. No, a good psychic can really be helpful to someone, you know, like even a st- thing, as thin as astrology people think it is, it's, it is a way of saying an astrologer can really guide you to say, do not leave your house today. He's saying, you're going to walk out that door and a freaking truck's going to run you over. You know, they can see it in your, in your chart, even, you know, if oh a good God. astrologer. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it's for. It's, it's to pre- prevent you from, um, that's the only way I heard. Here's another thing I've heard. See, I'm not giving, I'm not the preacher here. I'm just saying what I've heard. You're the translator. Yeah. You have to, someone can not tell you, don't go outside. They can, uh, warn you and you have to make the decision it's the organic thing again like the psychics are not supposed to interfere in what's supposed to happen but they can guide you that you should probably stay home i don't even know if it's like that but supposedly they have to be careful doing that because they will also lose their gift uh, one psychic told me he will lose his gift they make i always ask my psychic at the end of a session it's a I'd say, is there anything you need to tell me that I didn't ask? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because because they're not allowed to just come and say, hey, you better watch out. If, you know, don't, you do this, you do that. They can't guide your life. That's illegal in, in the in the karmic world. So I would always say that. Is there anything I and they say, well, yeah, you should probably stop eating so much meat because, <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> I don't so know. They you know. Like can see these things that they don't necessarily tell you unless you ask for it. Specifically. You have to inquire or they have to guide you through it, not. You know, they can't just say, don't do that like your parents do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that makes more sense. That makes me like it more because I'll just not ask the scary questions. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to know when I'm going to die and how it's going to happen. I really don't want to know. Really? No, you want to know? I don't know. I ain't afraid of dying. It's, that doesn't bother me one bit, man. It's like, I'm, I know I'm crazy. But listen, I'm 73 years old, so it's like, and I've done everything. I've had the most wonderful life anybody could possibly want. So I'm going, <laughs> okay, if I die, I don't want to die painfully or get hurt or something, but I don't know. It doesn't, death doesn't scare me. I'm curious about it. See, I'm curious. What I'm the curious f- about it, too, to be honest. And I have, like, a specific way that, like, if I were to plan on dying in a specific way, I have a way that I would like to go. How's that? I might want it. Hey, I might. I'm interested. Let me tell you. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. So I would eat a fuck ton of Molly, <laughs> and then I would go swimming naked in the ocean covered in like dead fish and just have like a creature eat me ideally like a, a shark or a orca wow i like <laughs> I that think, i don't think that'd be the most like painless way to go but it's like then i could be in the ocean i could be naked i could be on molly and <laughs> i could be feeding a creature that i love why are you, why are you, I'm getting a look from where, people where have you been like, all my life where have you been all my life you can, <laughs> you can do half that shit anyway all right. <laughs> I just want to I love like animals so I want like an animal to eat oh, me, me basically too. is what oh. I want is I want someone to eat me or if I die of like natural causes I would want all my friends to come over and barbecue me and like dip me in barbecue sauce because I love barbecue sauce and like just have little sashimi <laughs> pieces of me. Like I said, you can do half that shit anyway, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh man, Keshav. Anyway, you're a blast. You're fun. <laughs> no, I'm just crazy. Oh, so you told me the one obviously probably really intense ghost encounter with your father, which must be emotional. And But what was the other one? Same kind of a thing. My manager is a solo artist. When I joined Van Halen, he became our manager for, for 10 years uh, and he died. Well, for nine years, he died at, at nine years and after managing us. And he was my everything. My father died when I was young. This Ed Leffler was my father figure in so life. Is this the same guy that told you about your father on the phone? No. No, oh, okay. that, that was when I was a, a kid, when I was just trying to play music for any of this guy said, I'll be your manager. He, he was just a nice man that I met uh, at a nightclub that said, hey, I'll, I'll be your manager. Okay. 
And so <laughs> I didn't have a phone or anything back then. But uh, no, this is later on in life. This is Van Halen era. Okay. Ed Leffler was our manager. And Ed had a thing about him where if he, he could chill us out. He kept the band together. When he died, the band broke up within a year. And we'd been together nine years. Aww. He dies and boom, we break up. Ed was a real controlling guy. And after he died, we were shopping for managers and we were fighting, you know, like, you know, the bands do. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they, the guy said, you know, we want this guy. We want that guy. We're interviewing all these people, you know, Errol Smith's manager and, and, um, Neil Young's manager. We just Shep Gordon, Alice Cooper's manager, yeah. my friend. So uh, Ed dies. Finally, the the brothers come to me and say, we're going to hire Ray Daniels. Ray Daniels was uh, Alex's brother-in-law at the time. And uh, I'm going, that guy? Oh, man, Ed Leffler hated him. He didn't. I shouldn't say that's unfair to say that. Ed Leffler, <laughs> our manager, didn't like him. He used to say <laughs> bad things about him, like, hey, that guy's a crook. You know, you got to watch out for that guy. Not for any reason other than, yeah. So all of a sudden, Ed, uh, Ed and Al tell me that they want to interview Ray Daniels. I said, are you crazy? Leffler told us, stay away from Ray Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, yeah, okay, but we want to, we, let's have a, have a meeting with him. So I'm going, man, it's fucked up. So that night, I'm sleeping. Ed Leffler comes to my side, that, who had passed him. <gasps> Three weeks the manager before. who was like your father figure. That's right. He's kneeling next to my bed and I smelled him. I was sleeping. I could smell him. You know how some people just have a smell where you yeah. just remember him? And he was that close to me. Ooh, so anyway, so I smelled him and I opened my eyes and I said, Ed, oh, and I started bawling my eyes out crying. I said, oh, oh. Ed. I said, oh, Ed, I need your help. You know, like the band's going to break up and they're going to get Ray Daniels. And he said, it's okay. And I said, I thought you didn't like Ray. He said, well, from here where I am now, it, he's he he's the guy. He's going to be your manager. Wow! And he and he said, "Let it go." He told me, "Let it go," and I said, "Oh my God!" And then he was gone. And here we go again. Furs all up. And oh my God! I went to the studio the next day and said, "Fuck it, you guys want to hire Ray Daniels? Hire him." And they hired him, and I got thrown out of the band immediately. And then, <laughs> and then they fired him. <laughs> That's a long story. Well, God. But Ed Leffler came to me that night and told me, chill out. This is okay. It's meant to be. But that sounds like you're really loyal. Loyalty is a big deal. Yeah, it is. It sounds like you're just being loyal to someone you trusted. So yes. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But it was weird because he was a ghost. Listen, he had been gone for a couple of weeks, you know. And uh, Did you know he was a ghost or what? were you like, did it no, feel real? Every time I see Ed Leffler in my dreams, which I still do, every now and then he comes to see me. Yeah. And every time I see him, I'm sitting there saying, they, they go, oh, Ed, you know, we're having a good time. But it's always a little distance. You know, it's never like hugging. It's never touching. But it's like, you know, he's in the room. And I see Ed. I say, oh, man, Ed. And, and, and uh, you know, good to see you. It's been a while. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Ed's dead. Boom. Dream's over. Gone. The second Whoa. I ever acknowledge that he's passed, he's gone. And that's 10 times or, or more since he's been since he's been gone so calico was talking about how she has been recently like just diving into astral projection which i don't really know exactly what that is the way she was explaining it it sounds almost a little bit like what you're saying is happening in your dream where you everything's kind of normal until you realize it's not and then you wake up 
Yeah. Yeah. That's that's if she's right, if that's what it is, somebody's astral projecting. I don't know if I'm going to see him or he's coming to see me, but you have to agree on that. You got to meet in different places. I know you can't physically, you know, do certain things. So I think uh, it's like a halfway meeting kind of thing. You know, you guys meet in another dimension kind of in the fifth dimension or somewhere you can walk through walls, that kind of an area. I don't know. It's unexplainable. And see all that stuff. Kesha, I was hoping you were going to give me, tell me how how all this stuff works. That's why I did this damn show. Okay, here, let me tell you about, I'll tell you what I know. From the research I've done is I've spoken to a medium that like, knew crazy shit about things I didn't even know about. And like, I ended up having to call different people and like found out that it was true. It's not Googleable information. It's insane. So to me that like, it made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Cause I'm, I don't think that when you go, you're just gone. I feel like we just can't see maybe things or we don't understand or our brain can't comprehend it. But I know, and I feel people, especially I feel like protection when I need it. And I feel that. So I can say, from your stories about ghosts, I think that you have people that wanted to maybe give you closure and peace. That's what I'm like feeling from your stories. I call myself a spiritual explorer because I'm not closed off to anything and I'm kind of open to everything and I don't know anything. So I'm just exploring. Yeah, no, no, that's safe. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But cosmic Christians, does that guy talk about cosmic Christians? About my theory about the UFOs? What's the cosmic Christians? Tell me. Well, the cosmic Christians are people that, that, that I, I believed at one time, and it was my own theory. I thought, then I found out there's other people. Is that you know that the second coming of Christ will be like in, in UFOs and spaceships, and they'll come and take the chosen ones away to another dimension or to a, heaven. I believe in the seated thing. I believe in the, I heard about the nuclear thing, you know, through the things I've read about over the years, the nuclear thing about, we can't have these nuclear things are bad. We got to, that, that's no, no, no BN. We got to get rid of that. And, and they're kind of keeping an eye on things and watching it, but they can't interfere. And yes, so we're, we're on the planet earth. Yeah. We're on the, on the teeter tottering or we're going to either go this way and, and destruct, or we're going to survive and have an, you know, another, um, version of this little garden yeah this little human garden we have a life garden it's a garden of life to planet earth it's 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 full of life right it's it's green it's got water absolutely air. and we're like really fucking with it the craziest yes, we are. part to me is that like how we all as a people as all of the people and animals of that eat the grass that comes off of the ground don't understand that the there's like a symbiotic relationship with the place we're inhabiting where we just like fuck it part of it like it's such a head trip to me how like we don't understand that there is we need the earth so we should probably like love it and not completely fuck it up like that to me is a mind trip and like if we just keep fucking it up then i don't know what to say i hope the aliens come and get me i have a song actually about it. I have a song <laughs> called spaceship that's like i don't understand like half of the shit that goes on on this planet so just beam me up and take me to wherever i just for a good old adventure but i'm also ready to try another planet i would like to do it too yeah I mean, I'm, I'm all, yeah, like I said, I'm not afraid of that. If the mothership comes, I have like a little spaceship tattoo. I'm ready for them. Like, please come get me. If they get you first, would you come and get me too? Just tell them, say me, got me one more stop. Yeah. I'll do the same for you. We have a handshake deal on that. Okay. Deal done. (laughs) Do you have a pet? Yes. Okay. What kind of pet? (laughs) I have a little dog. Yeah. Money. She's a a little dog, like a, a miniature Yorkie. 
like a pocket okay. dog. Cute. And do you love money? <laughs> Not as much as my wife and my and my daughter. Yeah. Oh, but really? I, See, this was my question because I was gonna say if I pick you up on the spaceship, you're gonna bring your pet. Or you're gonna bring your wife. Oh, my wife. Oh, oh yeah. That's nice. I would definitely bring my cat. <laughs> I love you. He knows. He knows. He's sitting here. He knows that cat is my soulmate. <laughs> you know, if I had the right bird, I'm a bird guy. If I had the right parrot. <laughs> I would probably there'd be a toss up because I I love birds. I'm just I just want to fly so bad. And the cats and birds don't get along. But those are the two creatures I like the most. I have four cats and like have lots of tattoos of cats. And I just started looking up the yin and yang of the feminine and masculine. Right. So I was meditating and saw this kind of psychedelic vision. And I saw the yin yang symbol. And I always thought it was so cheesy. I was like, what is this symbol? And then I started researching it. And apparently the feminine is all your left side of your body, which I have a torn ACL on my knee. I have a torn hip thing from on stage. I have three discs in my back on the left side and my shoulder all the way up the left side. The feminine is completely fucked and the symbol <laughs> is a tiger. So I have to like, I think I have to balance out the feminine and masculine. That's where I'm at in my life right now. I don't really, that's not a question. I'm just telling you. Well, you know, Cash, I, I think you should just go ahead and do whatever your soul and your little heart, de- you know, just desires and and pushes you any direction. You should be fearless because you I'm I'm not just I'm not, you know, rubbing on you. you got talent. You're really special. My 24. Okay. Now I'll say it. My 24 year old daughter turned me on to you because she's a hugest fan. And she came to see you when you played here in San Francisco about five or six years ago. And I got her in and she got to meet you. Her name is Kama. Oh but, but anyway, and she she turned me on to you, and it's you're very special. I, I like Aww. I like your party attitude. You know how to make people feel good and have a good time, and that's Thank the most you. Im- so that's you. important. Yes, I do. That's that's why I love you. That's why I say it's important. It is important, and I think that like you've a good heart, and then on top of that, you add just fun, and then dancing, which I think is a really. Like, as adults, we're all so self-conscious and trying to be so cool that people don't just act like fucking idiot. And so I, (laughs) by example, I'm like, watch me act like a fucking idiot and dance around. This is giving you permission to just, like, lose your mind and act like an idiot and play because I feel like the animals in the world, they all play. It's important to play. Kids play. And we grow up and we stop playing unless you're just, like, super drunk, which I, you know. If you want to do that, that's fine too. I've been but known like, to do that, but yeah. But, I mean, the same. I, I can do it sober. The same. But like, I just want to create an environment where people can come just like play, like an animal, like a kitten, like a child, like just dance and like have your energy just get shaken up and just feel like not judged. That's my goal in everything I do. And Joy it seems is like important. You this, yeah. It seems like you're like, love your tequila and like I feel like you kind of have that environment too where it's like come drink some tequila chill out and like you can't drive 55 you just can't do it bringing joy to the world is so important for entertainers and uh, you know there's artists and there's entertainers and everybody can be I like it when it's all mixed in like yourself and you just you know you bring great art and you bring visual and you bring joy and and uh man joy's god everybody wants to be happy and if you can make somebody happy hey you're doing your job so yeah you're like a fucking magician (laughs) okay if you had a cult what would your manifesto be and what would be the dress code what would be the last manifesto what would be like your dress code what would be like the uniform oh oh, well first naked absolutely naked Naked, i hate love that 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the cult would be uh, that we, uh, yeah, that we just dance and party and play music and eat and drink and everything naked, you know, and love not that. have and not have a weird sexual side to it. You know what I mean? It's like I mean I'm sexual, I love it, but I but I mean that that be the mo. No you perverted know, like, culty shit. No, exactly, no perverted shit. Just like hey, we're just naked and we are in front of each other and we can do whatever we want and be free. I would. Man, that my cult would be freedom, baby. Just yeah, that's a great tagline for your cult. My cult would be freedom, baby. <laughs> you should make that into a T-shirt. <laughs> Complete <Okay>. freedom. <laughs> and last question: If and when you are a ghost, how and what would you do to haunt people so they would know it's you? Ooh, what the. Hmm. I don't know. I'm. Wow. I'm not sure I'd come and haunt people. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. definitely haunt people. You could be a friendly haunting. Okay. You know what I do? I love to cook and eat. I'm a, I'm a nut about cooking, but you know, in good food and good wine and stuff. Oh man, I would make things smell really good, man. I'd like fuck with them. They'd so, man, is somebody cooking some food around here? You know, something oh, like that. That sounds great. Yeah, they'd be coming downstairs, checking their kitchen and say, wow, man, I thought somebody was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I've learned so much about you. Also, my version of haunting, if I, when I'm a ghost, is I'm going, I apparently can't put towels up like they're all over and all my clothes are everywhere so I would just come in and throw my underwear <laughs> and towels everywhere and then I drip when I get out of the shower it's something that me and my boyfriend uh, fight about is apparently I just drip water everywhere so I'm gonna be the dripping ghost that makes everything oh, a fucking mess man. Well, I, uh, oh boy. Well, if you ever pass, if you pass before me, I'm going to be on the lookout, man. <laughs> yes, I want to come just throw all the towels everywhere. That'll be me. <laughs> oh man. Listen, you're, you're funny. You're, I you're had no idea. Too. I knew you, you would be so like much. this. I knew you would be like this, but I didn't really know. So now I really know. Now, and it makes me know. happy that you are yes. what I see and what I meant is what, what you get. Right. Boom. Oh my God. Fuck. Yeah. And tell your daughter, I said, hi, and I love her. And her name is Kama K A M A. Which means Kama in love in Sanskrit. And she, she, oh, I, love I want that. you to someday say, Hey, I met your dad. <laughs> thank you for doing this. All right. Thank you, Kesha. What an honor. Same. You're the shit. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. For now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.